play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. As you can tell, I'm by myself. It's Wednesday. When you guys are listening to this anyway, it's actually Tuesday morning for me, but Wednesday morning as this hits the air. So it is just me today. No Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. Uh, it looks like he uh, has at least taken a sabbatical from us. Uh, it, it may or may not return. We don't know, but the show goes on. And uh, here we are. You guys are stuck with me for now. As I've mentioned in prior episodes, uh, for at least the next few weeks, the plan, the schedule will be to continue to have the Rio Hondo Prep football show on Monday, recapping a game from the previous week and looking forward to the next game, uh, talking to coaches and players and, and things of that nature. So fans uh, have got some great fan interaction already from that. So love, love seeing that, love hearing from fans tuning in and just uh, great feedback. It's been a lot of fun doing that. Something I'm passionate about. Always kind of wanted to do a sports thing with a team when I was uh, going through college and after college. And so this is fun for me just to uh, promote the alma mater and promote the program. So we're going to keep doing that. Go Rio. Uh, Wednesdays for now, for the next few weeks, it'll be a show like this. It'll just be me with some random thoughts as well as some predictions for the weekend, college football, NFL uh, maybe some boxing news, whatever, uh, baseball playoffs are here. So I'm going to react to that stuff and give some predictions. And basically guys, if you go the opposite of what my predictions are, uh, you're going to be just fine. Cause, uh, my predictions definitely are not uh, no Stradamus worthy or anything barn Stradamus either. Uh, I, I definitely have not been uh, solid on my picks, but I'm, I'm trying to get better. So we'll see what happens. Uh, so that's the plan for, for Wednesdays, at least for now, I like doing a three, three show format. Uh, again, it's an opportunity for me to just kind of express what's going on in my crazy head, what's going on in, in my world. And uh, when I started the show, I just wanted this to kind of be about some of my, my opinions on things, some of my interactions as an Uber driver, give you guys some stories and just my observations on life. Uh, for those that don't know me, I'm kind of introverted. Like I'm, I'm not that outgoing. So to do this podcast is, has been uh, interesting for me. Uh, I'm kind of the guy once you get to know, I'm more open. And, and, you know, I think people at work could attest to that. And, uh, you know, uh, I got no issue talking to people, but uh, I'm not always the guy who initiates conversation and things. So podcast has been, been interesting because it's just me and a microphone or a guest, uh, of course. But uh, Friday, we have a great guest, Katrina Gazarian. Uh, you don't want to miss. Uh, she's a former basketball official. That's how I met her. But she has done great work in HR. She's very passionate about helping businesses out, especially in this recent uh year and a half or so where things have been a struggle so you will hear from here on friday fun conversation she has her own podcast and she just uh talks about kind of doing uh, doing things that will help you be successful and so even if you're not into business if you're not in hr i think you'll learn something from it it was great catching up with her so that's the plan for friday and honestly after the football season ends uh with rio hondo anyway i might shorten this to two weeks two days a week. I might, I'm not saying I will, but uh, without Bill Barnes, that just might be what is necessary. And, you know, FedEx is expecting a huge peak season again here. So uh, after Thanksgiving, 
I mean, I, I'm I'm six days a week, uh, you know, 12 hours a day, pretty much with FedEx, maybe not that bad, but uh, uh, we're doing, you know, 60 hours a week or something like that. So uh, I may not have as much time to do the podcast. I love doing it. I want to keep doing it. But those are just some, you know, public service announcements in regards to uh, the upcoming upcoming shows. But, uh, you know, not a whole lot will change other than that. Okay. Uh, yeah, I do want to bring back studs with studs and talk about some heroes and things. We'll eventually do that. It's easier. Football season is, is easier. There's more structure. I always love football season, especially when I was refereeing because it was Thursday afternoon, JV game, Friday night, a varsity game, Saturday college, Sunday, NFL. Oh, Monday, another NFL. It was like, okay, you're only looking at uh, two days off really Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, and a Thursday night NFL game as well. Don't forget about that. Great NFL game last night. Uh, again, I'm recording Tuesday, Monday night football. That's another reason I kind of want to do this recap show on Wednesday so that I can react to Monday's Monday's uh, game. And then let's go right into next week, predicting games for Thursday. I'm going to give you three college predictions and then we'll go through the NFL schedule as well. And I'm going to sh- just kind of try to do quick hits today. So, that, you know, I don't have you guys stuck here listening to me for uh, an hour and a half or anything. You don't want that. Uh, okay. But uh, first, a few thoughts that I have, again, I write these things down throughout my week, things that I want to talk about, maybe analogies or whatever. And, uh, you, you know, expectations, they're everything. They really are everything. I mean, uh, job, when you go to, uh, to start a new job, when you go on a first date, um, whatever it is, uh, and, and for your teams, especially, I think some people have these high expectations, unrealistic expectations that are almost, uh, you know, you're just, you're playing with fire. You're going to be disappointed. I've always been more of a realist. I've always been like, well, I much prefer to be pleasantly surprised. It's not too often that my teams have done well, uh, specifically the Rams, right? So when they are good, I get pretty fired up about it because I've, I've lived the life of them being awful. And uh, when they do lose, like they got crushed last Sunday, uh, I'm just like, okay, well, I'm used to this. I'm used to my teams losing. It's, it's the easiest thing in the world for me. I've, I've brushed it off. I'm uh, uh, no battle scars here. I don't mean to bring in the uh, war analogies, but expectations really are everything. You know, think about that, that, uh, that, that uh, what you expect from people. If you expect a lot from your friends and they kind of don't deliver, you're going to be disappointed. If, if, if you expect, uh, you know, a first date to go really well, uh, maybe you, you, you misread signs or something signals and you're just like, Oh, well, I guess, you know, you're disappointed, but think about it when, when you're pleasantly surprised, when you get a gift out of nowhere from somebody or you get, uh, you know, a promotion that you didn't see coming when you're pleasant and, and it's good to strive for these things to have maybe some, uh, you know, motivation. It, that's absolutely uh, great to have uh, ambition and things, but I think expectations really are everything. Sometimes we expect a lot more from our friends than, um, than, than we should. And in, in based off of maybe experience with them, uh, you know, you just, uh, maybe you shouldn't. And, and for me, I'm, I'm incredibly blessed. I have a ton of great friends. Uh, there, there's a group of friends that I, I hear from often and I, and I love it. It comes, it comes out of nowhere randomly. Right. And so I think uh, communication is a two-way street, but having, having great expectations, high expectations of not just friendships, but that's just the example I'm using. Uh, you could be your team. Um, now you should expect to be great too, 
Like no coach wants to, ah, we're probably going to lose this game, right? Most, every coach who goes into a game, uh, they, they know, they, they feel deep down they're going to win. Why, why else play the game? Why else prepare for it? So uh, I, I just think expectations emotionally are, are something that, that, that I've learned to deal with over the years. Uh, for example, being a referee, going out there, my expectations are no matter how good I, I do, I'm going to get yelled at. Someone's going to be mad. And if I mess something up, someone's going to be mad. <laughs> so uh, that's kind of how I had to go into games. I had to learn to brush things off a little bit more, not let my emotions get the best of me. But anyway, expectations are everything. All right. We're four weeks into the NFL season. Most teams came in, you know, high expectations, right? Everyone, oh, we didn't make the playoffs this year. And then after a few weeks, it's like, oh, well, maybe uh, let's just try to finish 500 this year. Oh, okay. Well, hey, let's just try to maybe get a top 10 draft pick. I don't know. Your expectations change too, as you go through life. So that was just something I, I uh, popped into my head the other day. Um, I watched the Sopranos movie over the weekend with Valerie, the many saints in Newark. It was good, but but I think that's why why I came to this expectations concept is anytime there's this movie, the Breaking Bad movie, right? That came out and everyone's like, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. And then two hours is done and you're like, oh, that was it. So I've seen that a few times with movies and, and I like the Sopranos movie. It was good, but I think my expectations got the best of me. I was like, I was so fired up for it. Think about think about how many times you've been fired up for a big game. Oh, it's going to be a great game. This game's going to be amazing, and then it's a blowout, and you're just like, "Oh, okay, well, I got fired up for nothing." But that's that's the beauty of sports, too. So, the Sopranos movie. That, that I was wondering where I where did I get this expectations idea? But that was it. I was like, you know what? Sometimes we expect too much, and uh, and we get let down. And then there's other times we don't expect a whole lot, and we're pleasantly surprised. So. I don't know which one you want to do. I'm just uh, throwing it out there. Uh, okay. I have some issues here with some, uh, some dog lovers. You know, we've moved into a new place here and uh, there's dogs. I like dogs. They're, they're great. They're great creatures. Um, I, I, our, our former roommates had a dog. He was great. I, I, you know, it softened me up for sure. But uh, I got to tell you around the neighborhood here, it's like some owners don't, un they just, they block out when their dogs bark. They just leave them outside or let them scream at people as they walk by. And I think most owners don't know that somebody's there that, that, or that when they're not there, that their dogs are barking and stuff, but some people are just oblivious. I don't know if people do this with their kids too. They're just like, Oh yeah, he's doing his thing. I mean, that's who, how he is. Uh, but I, the lack of control on dogs is like, what is going on here? Come on guys. I mean, I I'm, I'm not, I can't say I've ever been a dog parent, so maybe I don't know how it is, but uh, that's something we got to get on a leash here. No pun intended. Let's, let's, uh, come on. Let's, uh, uh, treating dogs like humans. That's a whole nother thing. I'll, I'll, I'm going to save that. So I don't offend anybody, uh, that I just, well, that's a whole nother show. Anyway, uh, random thoughts here, right guys, as I mentioned to you, um, and then, uh, one more <laughs> ride share, ride share people, uh, as a, as an Uber driver, you know, I, I, I find it funny. It's like an IQ test when someone gets in my back seat. Uh, it's, it's, you either pass it or you fail it. And it's, it's someone who gets in the back seat and they always sit in the kind of the rear right passenger seat. And so that seat belt occasionally gets kind of pushed down between the seat. And it's hilarious when people get in half the people, at least they get in and they struggle finding the seatbelt when they go to click it, they put it in the wrong one. And it's like, then they do find the right one and they push down, but they, they push the seatbelt down as well. So it goes into the seat and it's like, I know you can do this. 
grab the seatbelt so that it doesn't go down when you push and, cl and click it. Some people get it real quick right away. And other people, it's like some algebra equation. And I just chuckle. I'm like, I got to find a way to secure it or something. But, uh, you know, problem solvers, come on, people. It's not that difficult. I'm not, I'm not uh, doing it for my entertainment. It's just something that, that pops up. I'm like, what are, what are you doing? Come on, guys. It's a seatbelt. Like, we've all struggled with seatbelts. Don't get me wrong. I've done it. I mean, uh, Jurassic Park, that famous movie, right? The helicopter scene where he finally just ties it together. Uh, so, so that was, that's, anyway, that, that comes up. Random stuff, guys. I know when I'm in my car all day, here's the deal. I wake up in the morning, uh, sling some coffee, and I try to get out the door. I try to drive four or five hours of Uber, uh, take a break, and then go to my, go to my real job. So uh, that's kind of why I occasionally sound ridiculous and just like I'm rambling and, and like, why are you talking about that Uber situation or whatever? That's just what happens. Okay. Finally, before we get into some sports topics, um, something I asked you guys to do months ago was uh, send me in your, your Mount Rushmore of your favorite teams right? Or send me your, your walk-up song. What would be your walk-up song when you're coming up to pull up to bat? Uh, that was fun. We got some interaction from some people. And now that I know how to play music on and have you guys hear it on here uh, without holding my phone to the speaker, I think it would be much uh, smoother. But anyway, something else came up to me as I was watching some boxing last weekend. And, uh, you know, all fighters, boxers, they have nicknames, right? It's uh it's uh it, it could be it could be anything uh, manny pac-man uh pacquiao or anthony aj joshua it could be something like that um uh who's Deont deontay wilder fights this weekend uh the bronze bomber i think is his name uh so i got me thinking what would your what would your fighting nickname be send me send me your thoughts if uh if if you should so feel inclined what would your boxing nickname be and and, and explain why um, my initials are miles per hour MPH. So I wanted, I, I was trying to think of something, uh, you know, if, 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 again, off the top of my head here, uh, Matt, uh, I don't know, steady speed, or I don't know, 50 miles an hour, Hersima, whatever 15 is my favorite number. So, uh, those are, those are my initials MPH. I was trying to correlate that somehow. Uh, but what would your, what would your boxing, uh, nickname be? Uh, as you as you come out of the tunnel and are announced, and and if you don't want to do one for you, uh, give me one for a friend. Give give me one for me. Don't mock me too hard. But if you do a little, then that's fine. Uh, we're having some fun here. It's all good. Uh, what would your boxing nickname be? Think think it over. Think it over and and tell me uh, why why it would be. What would fire you you up coming out of the coming out of the uh, the tunnel and getting ready to to throw down with your with your guy. Uh, guys, it's finally here. October is here, and I've long said with my brother that uh, October's I think the best month hands down I mean football is uh in full swing quarter of the season is in and and then uh, the baseball playoffs are starting up uh basketball hockey are around the corner and then you throw in kind of a great uh, upcoming boxing schedule uh that that uh you know I love I absolutely love you throw that in the mix I mean this is just an October fest this is a a fest, uh, sports fest, like you wouldn't believe. And, uh, it's just kind of great when everything is going at the same time. Remember last year, remember last year when things were postponed and baseball started late and then there was football NBA was going in the, in the late summer, we had all the sports going in like the regular season or the post. Yeah. Yeah. Regular, yeah. Or postseason, whatever. But 
it was the hockey playoffs were going on. Everything was going on in like August or September, I think. Uh, so our October got changed a little, but October fest is here. NFL is, is in full swing. We kind of know who the pretenders are and the contenders are. And, uh, you know, baseball playoffs are here. So I'm going to make some baseball predictions for you guys. After a few thoughts on, on boxing uh, last weekend, Anthony Joshua uh, lost to uh, uh, Olihan. I don't want to mess up his name. It's not Alexander, Alexander, uh, but it's Yusek. He went down um, and uh, claimed all his belts. And, you know, Anthony Joshua is a guy that's really big, really fit. My friend. Fred Monteblanco, who I consider our boxing uh, expert, boxing analyst for this show. You know, he kind of said, Anthony Joshua is just a bodybuilder. Uh, he's not a boxer. And, uh, you know, I don't know if I would say that to his face, but, uh, you know, most of us wouldn't. But Anthony Joshua, it just seemed like all this hype. And for him to be defeated twice now, once by Andy Ruiz, uh, not in a knockout fashion a few years ago, and then to lose convincingly to Yusuf, Yusuf, um this this past weekend i mean convincingly nine rounds to three maybe eight to four and that's maybe um you know totally outboxed him and uh, anthony joshua just did not look very sharp in that so that really changed the heavyweight uh the heavyweight uh showdown that i was hoping for uh in uh, tyson fury against anthony joshua a fight that i wanted to see i think fury's the better boxer but uh um I still wanted to see that fight uh, because of the, the, the whole, they're both from England, right? It would be sold out in Wembley stadium or something. And just a huge, huge event. And both of those guys would have made a lot of money, but now it's uh, Oleg, Oleg, Oleksandr Usyk. I'm going to mess his name up uh, is now the heavyweight champion. I remember there's multiple champions in, in boxing because there's these different um, uh, uh, commissions and different, uh, uh, the four different belts, I think, which is kind of ridiculous, but I think uh, Joshua, well, not Joshua anymore. Yusikow has three of the belts and he will be fighting probably the winner of Tyson Fury and uh, Deontay Wilder, which is this weekend. Huge fight. I tell you guys every now and then there's a few pay-per-view uh, fights you should purchase if, if you're into this. And I think this is a good one. Uh, I think Fury will take down uh, Wilder again. Uh, this is the third time they fought. First time was a draw, even though most people thought Fury won that, despite Wilder knocking down uh, Fury in a late round. Uh, Fury knocked out Wilder in uh, in their second fight back in February of 2020. Uh, Wilder's corner actually threw in the towel because uh, it was such a beatdown. So we're probably looking at something similar to this again. Wilder's a big puncher, so if he lands one, he could he could end a fight in one punch, of course. But I think Tyson Fury is far more skilled. And so that fight is this weekend. It's supposed to be this kind of two bookend weekends of Joshua winning and then Fury winning. And then, okay, here we go. This fight's going to happen. And, and now it's not, at least for now. But congrats to Alexander Usyk, uh, heavyweight champion, going up hopefully against Tyson Fury, my prediction here, uh, after a victory this weekend. And then we'll have an undisputed heavyweight championship uh, in a few months, uh, one way or another, it'll happen. I can't see Wilder beating Fury, but I could be wrong. As you guys know, my predictions are are often wrong. So excited about that pay-per-view this Saturday, Tyson Fury against Deontay Wilder, their third fight, the trilogy, if you will. And uh, I, I I think Fury's, Fury's so fun to watch. He's entertaining. He's goofy. He's, uh, he's, he's everything really for boxing. So I think it's great. Uh, and finally, Manny Pacquiao retiring. He's going to uh, pursue being a, uh, 
you know, pursue presidency there in, uh, in the Philippines and just wish him nothing but the best to do what he's done throughout his career is really amazing that he has fought so long, so many division, uh, it was eight time, eight different division, a champions, uh, eight different divisions. I could be wrong. Anyway, uh, all the different weight classes he's fought at, uh, just a consistent competitor, someone that has been great for the sport. And I think he's going to do great things in politics moving forward. Um, you know, some people would say, well, after getting hit in the head all the, those times, can you be a viable uh, leader of a country? Uh, I don't know. He seems fine, fine to me. And uh, he's definitely a leader that I think a lot of people have looked to in the past, uh, you know, it, in being in politics before, I think Congress or something, but maybe it's not called Congress there, but uh, Manny, Manny's a, a career uh, a career behind him in boxing. Absolutely one of the classiest dudes uh, to fight. Never his, his legacy, I think, will be that he never ducked anybody. He never did. Floyd Mayweather, Oscar De La Hoya, uh, just he, he was always ready for a fight. Started at such a young age, such a little dude, and then uh, progressed and had a great boxing career. So Manny Pacquiao, Pacquiao congrats in retirement. Uh, just a, a true class act and someone that I think the boxing world will definitely miss, but I wish him nothing but the best in moving forward. Hey, it's October. It's baseball time, man. Let's get into that. Uh, one of the beauties of doing this podcast, man, I tell you, the, the evolution of this thing has been great with the microphones, with the Zoom, with the, the screen sharing, all these things that I should have known long ago, being able to pause this, take a sip, take a break and continue right in all this stuff that I wish I had known early on. And you just learn as you go, right? Uh, many, many episodes of experience and messing things up. Anyway, here we are, uh, October, uh, it's baseball time, guys. The MLB is down to uh, its final 10 teams, right? Four division winners, excuse me, three, six division winners, uh, three in each league and, uh, and uh, four wild card teams, two from each league. So uh, 10 teams in total. We have two one-game playoffs. I, I still don't understand why baseball does this. Look, at if you play 162 games and you're tied with somebody, and, and, and it ends up being having needing a one game playoff. I totally get that. But to have a one game playoff in uh, in in baseball to me is just so odd. I would like this. I, I like the double wild card teams, the two teams getting in. Of course, I would like it that at least if they went to maybe a three game series, it doesn't have to be a five. That might be a little too much. But I think a three game series, you do that all year. So why not have, hey, this is the wild card uh, series, basically two out of three. You could start it uh, Monday, be done by Wednesday, uh, and, and then start the playoffs uh, with everyone else on Friday. So the, the division winners uh, get um, get their couple of days off and get to stay fresh and get get at it here in on, on the weekend. But I don't make the schedule. I wish I did at times, especially with my work schedule. Uh, but I don't like the one-game wildcard playoff, not for baseball. Other sports, I like it. I like March Madness, the one-game play, playoff, right? NFL, uh, of course. Uh, basketball, NBA, and, and hockey. I don't know. I guess it fits having, having a, a series, but I, I just wish that in baseball, we didn't see this one game, one game playoff. I think at least in baseball, the pitching and everything, I think in base, baseball, you got to beat a good team twice, at least right to, to advance. Uh, and, and you should, you shouldn't lose one game and, and be out of the playoffs. But unless of course, like I said, it's a, it's a, I, I like the one game playoff when two teams are tied for that final spot because what else can you do? But anyway, it is what it is. We have two great old school uh, playoff matchups here in 
the wild card, uh, the wild card games. Uh, we have the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees. How many times have they met in the postseason, right? And then, and then, not only that, it's just a one-game playoff uh, starting Tuesday today. But this is I'm recording well before this uh, that game on Tuesday. And then the St. Louis Cardinals and the LA Dodgers. I mean, how many games have they played in the postseason together? Uh, so another very classic matchup. I like that in baseball when you kind of see these matchups that have history to it. Uh, so the Dodgers host the Cardinals on Wednesday. Uh, Red Sox host the Yankees on Tuesday. And I'm going to make some predictions for those two games. And then uh, I will talk about, uh, get my predictions for the remainder of the uh, the baseball series, uh, baseball playoffs. And uh, you know what? I, I don't really have a huge rooting interest. I'll watch the Dodgers, of course. But you guys know who I'm rooting for in the playoffs right here. Uh, my, my umpires, my MLB umpires. I, I have a few buddies out there working. I won't tell you who they are, but uh, they're, they're working in the playoffs and uh, you know, I just am, am cheering for them and hopefully they have a, a great, great postseason. Uh, MLB uh, lost to a great postseason umpire to retirement. Uh, Jerry Davis stepped away from the game. So the person who has worked uh, more postseason baseball games than any human ever uh, is, is calling it a career and congrats to him worked his 5,000th career game the other day. And uh, I know him and Joe West, who set the all-times game mark uh, recently this season, uh, he's going to retire as well. At least that's what they're saying. Uh, so congrats to those guys uh, to have done just so much for the game of baseball and the craft of umpiring. Uh, but anyway, cheering for my, my guys out there in the, uh, the black shirts and the black jackets uh, who, who have a difficult task here of umpiring some very intense baseball games uh, the next uh, few weeks. Anyway, let's get into the games themselves. I honestly didn't watch a ton of baseball this year. I really didn't. I didn't have time. Uh, I tried to tune in here and there during the summer, but we had a lot going on with moves, and uh, I, I didn't get to any baseball games uh, in person this year, which was really odd. So anyway, I don't know a whole lot about – I'll tell you right now, I, I don't I don't know much about the things I, that I do watch, like football, which you guys can tell. Uh, but I, I will say that – uh, I'm not as invested as I have been in the past. I used to watch, you know, baseball all the time, Wednesday night baseball, Sunday night baseball, and try to have a pulse of what's going on. Uh, last year with the, the lockdown, it was kind of only thing to do was to watch sports. So anyway, let me give you my predictions here. Uh, Yankees at Red Sox. You guys will hear this after this game has been played on Tuesday, but this is uh, Tuesday morning. So I will throw it out there. Uh, Red Sox Yankees, another classic matchup. The Yankees kind of got in, I think, at the very end of the season. Um, I, 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 I don't know what to say except I, I think the Yankees' offense is so deadly, it's so explosive. Uh, it, it, it can just rack up runs uh, at a premium real quick, and and so I think the Yankees go in there in a one-game playoff, and they they upset or they upset the. Uh, they ruin again the the Red Sox and their postseason dreams. Those poor Bostonians are going to be disappointed after the Tampa Bay Bucks beat the New England Patriots this last weekend. The, the, Tom Brady comes back in. I think it's more disappointment for the city of Boston on Tuesday as the Yankees win the wild card game. Okay, to Los Angeles we go. Cardinals, Dodgers. Cardinals have upset the Dodgers a few times in recent years. We're not sure if Clayton Kershaw is going to be available for the postseason. Uh, we have, well, obviously, no, Trevor Bauer's not available. So the Dodgers are kind of, I don't know, they, they've won a ton of games. That's a crazy thing. They won a ton of games. The Giants just had a little better season. Uh, the Giants played out of their mind all year. Uh, I, I think the Cardinals are always poised for an upset of the Dodgers, uh, have, have eliminated the Dodgers many, many times over the years. But I'm going to go with 
uh, the Dodgers here, the defending World Series champs. I think they got something to prove. Anything can happen in a one-game playoff, which is kind of weird predicting these things. But I will say the Dodgers are victorious over the Cardinals. They survive and advance, which is what it's all about this time of year. Okay, to the American League playoffs, we have the Chicago White Sox against the Houston Asterisk, excuse me, Astros. And uh, I have the Yankees winning the wild card to advance to play the Tampa Bay Rays. So in looking at these matchups, uh, I don't, again, I don't know much. I'm just throwing it out there. I know Tony LaRusso manages the White Sox. I think he has a, a postseason uh, advantage, a managing advantage to, uh, to Houston. Uh, Tony's getting up there, of course. And, and when analytics is kind of the big part of the game now, uh, I don't know. I still think Tony LaRusso has some playoff magic in him. I have the White Sox beating the Houston Astros and advancing to the ALCS uh, in the other ALDS. Uh, I'm going to stay with the Yankees. I think the Yankees stay hot. They advance. They, they beat Tampa Bay, probably six games. It's going to be a great series. And again, an AL East matchup there. Uh, remember Tampa Bay got hot last year when all the way the world series took the Dodgers six games. Uh, but I think uh, there's a little Yankee magic right, going on right now. I don't know what else to say, except, uh, you know, after they won 27 world series, uh, it seems like it's been forever since they won one, what? Oh, nine, I think. And so I, I think they're, they're poised to make a run here. Uh, in in beating Tampa Bay that sets up the White Sox and the Yankees in the ALCS and we saw those two teams play at uh, in Iowa at uh, Field of Dreams that was the one of the only baseball games I watched all the way through this season really awesome to see two good teams uh, you know the first place White Sox against the mighty Yankees as uh, Kevin Costner said there and the Yankees won on a walk-off right uh, into the cornfield and uh, I think we're going to see more of that. I think the Yankees just get hot at the right time. Again, with those, those power hitting bats, I think uh, uh, they, they produce enough offense to, to take down the White Sox and advance to the World Series. That's what I th- got coming out of the AL. In the National League, we have the Atlanta Braves against the Milwaukee Brewers. Now, kind of an old vintage matchup here, too. Remember the old Milwaukee Braves back in the day? Weren't they that for like 12 years or something in the 50s and 60s? Anyway, uh, after, of course, they were the Boston Braves. So the, uh, the old Milwaukee team against the, the, uh, the, the new, the, the real Milwaukee team, Braves and uh, Brewers, uh, a great matchup here. Past few seasons, I mean, uh, Atlanta being so close last year in the world to being up three games to one on the Dodgers uh, years prior to that, Milwaukee uh, competing with the Dodgers in playoff games. Uh, just a good matchup here. I, I have to go with my friend Jeff Levering, who's the broadcaster for the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, I think the Brew Crew, I think they advance and, and beat Atlanta. And the Braves postseason woes continue, especially after that collapse last year sorry barrett family i love you guys i know you guys are big braves fans but uh, i I i got milwaukee advancing in this one that takes us to dodgers giants dodgers giants in the playoffs i've seen a ton of dodgers giants playoff games uh or excuse me regular season games and i've never seen them play in the playoffs i think this is awesome one of the best rivalries in sports a rivalry that traveled across an entire country started in New York when they were both there and then came out to California and the West coast, uh, a true hatred here. Uh, even though there are some, uh, Dodger fans who will then support a San Francisco organization. Yes, that is my shot at you. 49er LA fans, uh, make up your mind. Would you uh, be consistent? That's all I ask. Uh, anyway, San Francisco giants were one game better than the Dodgers this year. 
I think 108 games they won. I could be wrong. 107, 108, one of the, one of the two numbers there, but uh, both teams over hundred games and uh, you know, just, just beat the Dodgers by a one game, right? All season. Oh, they'll catch the giants. They'll catch the giants. Um, but San Francisco's played well, man. They played really well. Uh, but that said, I think there's still some LA magic in the air. Maybe I'm a little biased. I think the Dodgers take down the giants in seven games to advance to the NLCS against the Brewers. And uh, in that game, that series there, I think LA advances as well. I, I, I don't feel comfortable picking LA cause I've seen them struggle quite often uh, in, in, in Dodger playoffs and postseason. They always seem to lose games. They're supposed to win. Right. And again, back to the expectations team, but uh, selfishly, I want to see a Yankees Dodgers world series at some point in my life. I want to see it. And uh, I think this could be the year it's been predicted many years before that, but that's what I got this year. The Dodgers beating the Giants, beating the Brewers to advance to the World Series. We finally get that Dodgers-Yankees World Series that we have wanted to for a long time. And unfortunately, my prediction, I love the Dodgers, but I don't love them. I, I, I like them. I tolerate them. I think the Dodgers uh, come up short in the World Series to the New York Yankees. The Yankees haven't won since 09. That is an eternity to Yankee standards. I'm not saying I want this to happen. This is just what I think will happen. I think the Dodgers lose in the world series to the Yankees, just like old times, like so many times before when the Yankees have uh, beaten the Dodgers, uh, you know, back in the Brooklyn days and so forth. Um, again, two wild card teams coming through the tough losers bracket, if you will, the wild card bracket to to advance to the world series. And I think that's what we're going to see here in October. I could be dead wrong. I probably am dead wrong as you guys know, but that's just what I think is going to happen. I'm throwing it out there. So we shall see when uh, the first pitch is thrown Tuesday afternoon to get the playoffs rolling. And hopefully it's an exciting postseason here throughout the month of October. Okay. To football, we go the gridiron, the, uh, the fall season is upon us, right? Even though October is here, uh, baseball playoffs and everything, uh, we're still in football season. That's what makes the world go round. And, uh, I want to give you guys just three college games that I'm going to predict. I'm going to go. There's just too many college games to go through, right? I don't want to really even focus on one conference or another. I'm just looking at three really good matchups that I'm looking forward to. If I can't watch them, at least be tuning in a little bit here. Uh, matchups that I find intriguing, really good, uh, usually uh, top 25 matchups or something like that. Uh, let me see here. Where did I have it? Oh, there we go. Okay. So there's three games. There's a few games kind of honorable mention, if you will, Texas A&M, Alabama, that could be a good game. I'm not sure. Uh, there's some hype around that, but uh, uh, a few games that really have piqued my interest for the weekend. First of all, the red river, red river shootout. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that offensive red river, uh, red river, uh, nice, uh, friendly game, whatever they want to call it. No, it's the red river shootout for crying out loud. Uh, Oklahoma versus Texas. The Sooners 5-0 against the Longhorns 4-1. Now, uh, I appreciate uh, some of the politics of, uh, of Texas and, and definitely Oklahoma, two kind of red states there uh, who kind of have some great policies. Uh, but Texas teams, Texas sports teams, I don't know. They always just rub me the wrong way. Like, I love the, the, the Texas model. You know, the, you know, remember the Alamo, all that stuff. Great state of Texas for sure. But see, I got some Oklahoma blood in, in me. And, uh, my, my dad's side of the family, his, his mom, uh, his, his aunts and uncles all came from Fairview, Oklahoma. And, uh, I, so I'm a little biased, a little biased to the Sooners for that reason. And so, uh, I think I got to go with the Oklahoma Sooners here. 
to dethrone uh, the Texas Longhorns, right? Uh, take down the horns. I know the Clark family, Pete and Paul Clark will love that. Uh, Oklahoma ranks sixth in the country, Texas 21st. Remember, Texas got beat down physically by Arkansas a few weeks back. And uh, one thing that always uh, worries me with Oklahoma is that I think they're just too too spread oriented. They're not as physical as as uh, as they should be. So I'd like to see kind of that that uh, defensive physicality come back. And they're, both these schools are going to need it when they go to the the SEC in a couple years. Uh, you can't just try to score, you know. Uh, 70 points a game like uh, the big 12 football typically is but 9 a.m saturday morning can't wait for that texas state fair right i think it's played at the cotton bowl still uh I'll, I'll be tuning into that watching that game probably before i head to work in the afternoon so oklahoma texas ou's favored by three and a half uh, i only say the, the spreads here so that you guys kind of get an idea of, of who's favored but i like oklahoma in this game it'll be a close one it's always fun throw the records out but i think it's a good one um, Arkansas old miss. I think that that'll be a good game Two pretty good teams. That's in the morning as well, but I'm not going to get to that one. Uh, there was two others that stood out to me that I wanted to comment in. Okay. Penn state and Iowa, two undefeated teams here. Uh, number four versus number three, uh, five and oh, one o'clock game on Fox. Uh, this game is huge and, and it's October. The weather quite hasn't changed, uh, that much yet. As far as, you know, kind of that chilly big 10, I always joke when I see, the, uh, the officials in the Big Ten wearing long sleeves in October, but, you know, uh, it's cold over there. It's not here, uh, but there's nothing quite like uh, Big Ten football, uh, you know, on, on a Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon when it, you could see the chill in the air. People are starting to, to bundle up a little bit. It's kind of like, okay, all right, fall is here. Christmas season's coming. Like, this is, this is good stuff. So, anyway, Penn State and Iowa. I'm going to go with the Hawkeyes. I'm going to go with the Hawkeyes here at home. Iowa's favored by only two. Uh, Penn state has some great wins on the road at Wisconsin, uh, and then hosting, uh, Auburn, right? So two really good wins from, uh, Penn state, Iowa, Iowa was just consistent, man. They just kind of, I, I texted my buddy, uh, Pat Holberg the other day. He's a huge Iowa Hawkeye fan. I said, you know, uh, watching NFL games, I said, you know what? I, I think Iowa has more offensive linemen in the NFL than any other school has a position like position wise. Like I feel like every, every NFL team has at least one offensive lineman from Iowa. It seems like. And, uh, uh, and he was like, yeah, I agree. You could say the same about like Wisconsin. I think there are so many Iowa and Wisconsin offensive linemen in the NFL. I don't know exactly what that means, but uh, it means something. So I got the Hawkeyes here uh, to beat uh, Penn state. And for those that have never seen it before that end of the first quarter, I think it is the Iowa tradition where all the fans and players wave up to the children's hospital that overlooks the, uh, the stadium. One of the best traditions in sports, uh, the kids wave back and they make signs and, Oh, it's really cool. Get, you know, tug at your heartstrings a little bit, but I got the Hawkeyes beating Penn state on Saturday, uh, a matchup of two undefeated top five teams. Uh, where else do we go from here? Michigan, Nebraska, maybe traditional names. there, not that attractive of a game. I said, Alabama versus Texas A&M could be a decent game. Uh, Notre Dame, uh, all going on the road to, to, uh, Virginia tech and Blacksburg. Uh, they better get their act together after a, a loss to Cincinnati. And I'll say this Cincinnati is a real deal. I think, uh, I, I didn't realize they were a top ranked team. Uh, in the top 10, but uh, they took a two Notre Dame last week. Anyway, the final game I have for you guys, Georgia and Auburn, uh, Georgia undefeated five and zero against Auburn four and one. This game is in Alabama uh, at, uh, at Auburn Georgia's favored by two touchdowns here, which is a little high to me. Although Georgia's beat down 
some, some of the competition. I think this game is a huge rivalry game outside of uh, Georgia, Florida and Auburn, Alabama. This is probably the, uh, the, the second, you know, biggest game of the year for both of these schools. Uh, the border war, I think it is. I think they, they border each other. Yeah, Georgia, I could be wrong, but anyway, Georgia, Auburn can't wait for this game. Uh, another afternoon game on CBS. Uh, SEC on CBS, man, is, is awesome. That afternoon game, always at 12.30 start. I always find myself glued to that game for some reason. But anyway, uh, I got Georgia winning this game. I got Georgia winning this game. I think it's going to be closer than people think with the, the two touchdowns there. I think it's uh, probably a one-possession football game. But uh, Georgia has looked explosive. Uh, they, they just look great in, in all three phases. So uh, those are my three picks for this weekend. I got Iowa over Penn State. I got Georgia over Auburn, and I have Oklahoma over Texas. I know three favorites, whatever, but hey, that's just what I'm going with. I need some favorites. I I keep predicting these upsets and things, and they never happen. Well, not always, but anyway, uh, those are my college picks, some some intriguing games this weekend. Um, uh, USC Junior College happens to be playing uh, uh, Utah. Uh, They'll probably get pushed around there, and then UCLA plays – uh, at Arizona, who looks awful. Arizona's old. Well, the Pac-12 looks awful. Oregon lost last week. I mean, uh, maybe the Pac-12 just wants to, uh, you know, call it a season already and move on. But uh, those are some of my predictions in college football, those three three games that I think will absolutely be, uh, if if not uh, if not come my predictions don't come true, they'll at least be good football games. So tune into those on Saturday. Okay, now let's get into some NFL talk briefly before we call it a day here. Okay, before we get into some predictions, uh, I do want to say this. Another thing I thought about that I wanted you guys kind of to, to chime in on is, uh, you know, the most annoying fan bases in sports. Who do you guys got? I think for most of us, it's it would be the same teams. Even if you're a fan of these teams, you got to kind of admit, all right, yeah, that that's probably that's probably true. Uh, I wrote down a few, uh, and they're and they're kind of the common ones: the Dallas Cowboys, the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, the LA Lakers and the New York Yankees, just to name a few. I think those fan bases are so annoying. Uh, they always want to talk about uh, their history and how great they once were. Uh, you know, Navy football used to be really good at one time too. You don't see them running around bragging. Uh, 49ers have not won a Super Bowl since the mid nineties. Uh, Cowboys. I know they won three back then. They haven't won a Super Bowl since then. I talked about the Yankees earlier today. I, I think they're very consistent. They spend money. Uh, the Lakers. I know they have some recent relevance, of course, uh, but I just think when those teams are winning, those fan bases become so annoying. I mean, uh, first of all, 49er fans, I, a few of my friends, you don't see those red hats around all the time. Only when your team's winning. I don't understand that. I wore my, my LA Rams uh, mask to work on, on, uh, on Monday after they got their heads kicked in. I, I wear my gear, win or lose. Hey, where are you, where are you guys at? I think, you know, Raider fans, let look at the Raider fans are a different, different breed. We'll say they're, they're, they're crazy. They're lunatics. They took over SoFi stadium the other night uh, against the chargers. Uh, and uh, you know, they're just, they're just, they're, they're a scary looking group. I think it's very scary with uh, the, the, the paint everywhere. They got chains and they you know, they, but they, you know, think of the, the, the pirates, they, 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 they have that kind of angry pirate, uh, you know, take no prisoners, uh, outlook so so raider fans uh, i don't know how annoying they are they're just very proud and so they're a proud fan base and so uh, i i give i give them credit there again they played in la at one time so i'm like okay and and not like one year like the chargers did at one point but uh 
So uh, anyway, the, the chargers, by the way, took it, take it to the Raiders last, <laughs> last night, Monday. Oh my goodness. I watched that game at like midnight, stayed up, kept rolling my eyes. Justin Herbert looked great. Not only that though, the, the chargers ran the heck out of the football. Austin Eckler, that dude is, is, is that dude is strong. That is, and, and, and he took it to the Raiders, the entire charger team, the pass rush was great. They stopped the run. I mean, the, I can't see the Raiders playing that bad again, much like, you know, my Rams did this last weekend. Teams have bad games. Doesn't make, make them bad teams. So I think the Raiders are going to be in the, in the mix the rest of the year here. But uh, that one, that one was crazy. They laid a, an egg big time after having, getting an extra home game, basically at SoFi stadium there and a weather delay in a dome stadium. What in the world, Roger Goodell? Oh, man, it's about safety. This is that. I know the, the lighting can't go inside these sidewalls or whatever. I'm like, what? The lightning was crazy last night. Trust me, I was out working in it and, uh, and very scary. But to, to postpone or delay a game because of a lightning delay indoor, that was a new one on me. Unbelievable. Anyway, uh, I guess people way smarter than me are, are making those decisions. Okay. Just random questions, random requests I have for you guys. Uh, send in uh, who are the most annoying fan bases. And you got to have some some credibility. You can't just be like, well, I hate the Rams, so their fans are annoying. Like, give me some substance. Give me why. Uh, Yankee fans always walk around with their 27 you know, ch- championships. And uh, uh, Dallas Cowboy fans, they, they carry around those VHS tapes, man. Of uh, They're not black and white, unfortunately. They're, they're color, they're color, color footage of, uh, of when uh, the Cowboys used to be good recent relevance i always say that you can't have two playoff game wins in 20 years and be like yeah we we were the best ever anyway my two cents just my two cents all right let's get into some predictions from the week uh, for the weekend before we call this uh call it a show uh you know after the rams loss on sunday of course they have a quick turnaround against seattle now i know they went to seattle last year in the playoffs and beat beat the seahawks uh one thing about seattle and the rams always competitive uh, the Rams match up well with Seattle. I don't know why uh, R- Russell Wilson carries a lot of the burden there. Uh, D- he's got some great receivers, DJ Metcalf specifically. Um, the Rams better come ready to play. I don't like that it's a quick turnaround uh, on the road, just like that. a few years ago, 2019. Rams lost uh, to the Bucks after going 3-0 and and then had to go to Seattle real quick and, and lost that game uh, on a missed field goal. So uh, I don't feel good about this just with a quick turnaround. If the Rams did lose, I would feel comfortable kind of with their schedule the next four weeks. But if we've learned anything in the NFL, it's that every game matters and they all come, they all add up to it to hurt you at some point. But Rams are favored by two here on the road. I, I think it is a, a two, maybe a one-point game even. I think the Rams squeak it out this time. Uh, I, I almost picked Seattle. Want to pick Seattle here? I don't want Seattle to win, obviously. Uh, but the Seattle with two losses already. If they go to three losses, they go to two and three, and and are chasing the undefeated Cardinals, the one loss Rams. Uh, they could be in real, real trouble. So uh, a, a must win game for Seattle here. I think it's going to be a slugfest. I don't see either team blowing each other out here on Thursday night. So I got the Rams in a very close game. Falcons jets. I said, after last week, after I saw the Falcons lose uh, another Falcon way, I said, I can never take the Falcons again. And then I saw how they're, t- they playing the jets this weekend. I go, Oh, why do you do this to me? So uh, I am, I'm going to break my rule. I'm gonna, I've had a few days to breathe. I'm going to take the Falcons this Sunday over the New York jets. Zach Wilson got his first win. Robert Sala is the head coach, his first win. Uh, but, but I think the Atlanta Falcons will in fact win this game. I can't believe I'm saying that. Uh, it's a crapshoot. Atlanta just 
Never mind. I've spent enough breath on this. Okay. Packers, Bengals. Packers, Bengals, two, three, and one teams. I got something for you guys here. I got a, I got an upset. I got the Bengals, the Ohio bound Bengals, the Cincinnati Bengals, I should say, excuse me. Uh, we may be favored by three here on the road. And typically the home team will in the NFL gets three points. It's usually like, oh, the home team's favored by three is kind of the standard, right? That's kind of ground zero. Well, the Packers favored by three means they're maybe favored by like six, right? Uh, I, I like what I've seen so far from the Bengals. I know they played the Jaguars. I know they haven't really played anybody. Uh, but again, I think the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, uh, they've rattled off three straight wins here. I think it's time for maybe a letdown. And I like what the Bengals are doing, man. I like what Joe Burrow's doing. If this game was in Green Bay, I think I would take the Packers. But I'm going with the Bengals this week in an upset of the Packers in a very close game. Lions, Vikings. Uh, Lions are just a disaster. Uh, they've had some good moments, but 0-4 is 0-4. The Vikings, I can't believe the Vikings are a one and three team. I cannot see them going to one and four. I like the Vikings in this game uh, to kind of start to turn around their season. Broncos Steelers. I don't know what to do on this one, guys. I really don't know what to do. I, I probably am going to go with the Steelers only because uh, with the Broncos, uh, Teddy Bridgewater getting hurt last week. I, I don't trust Drew Locke as much as I did Teddy. Steel, uh, the Broncos have an exceptional defense. I think they're going to get to Big Ben quite a bit over the weekend. They're going to sack uh, Big Ben a few times because he just does not have any uh, escapability anymore. And uh, I think the Steelers will win an ugly game on uh, on Sunday, probably something like 14-13 uh, or something like that. So, again, those are my thoughts on that game. But, but again, uh, I want to take Denver. I really do. I think they're a better team. I just am not sure about the whole quarterback situation. Uh, the battle of Florida dolphins at Buccaneers. I think Tampa Bay will win this game convincingly uh, after the, the emotional win on the road at uh, new England last week, Tampa Bay is favored by 10. Um, I think that number's high and probably good. I think they will win by uh, two scores for sure. Saints at Redskins tough pick here. I don't know what to, to make of either of these two teams. Flip a coin on this one. I, I will go with the Saints just because I think uh, they're a better overall team. They lost to the Giants last week, which is so crazy to think about. Uh, Washington rallied, but again, it was against Atlanta. So uh, I think the Saints beat the Redskins on Sunday in, uh, and again, an ugly, ugly game, 19-17 uh, or something. Uh, Eagles, Panthers. The Eagles can put up some points, man. They, they really... Uh, Played uh, played fast with the Chiefs last week. The Panthers kind of a letdown, getting beat up by Dallas uh, and the Cowboys there in Jerry's world last week. Uh, I think the Panthers uh, rebound here. I, I think they're a real team. I really do. Uh, defensively, I think they slow the Eagles down a bit, and uh, the Panthers get going offensively. I think the Panthers win by a touchdown over the Eagles on Sunday. Titans, Jags, Jaguars, still winless. Uh, Urban Myers getting a lot of scrutiny, right? Tennessee two and two uh you know a lot of people said a playoff team maybe an afc championship contender they are not looking good right now uh not looking good at all i know M mike vrabel will turn them around but i don't know what to do i'm gonna go i'm gonna go tennessee i think uh jacksonville stays winless and maybe those usc rumors uh, with urban meyer start to get a little more uh, juicy i don't know we'll see i can't see him being disloyal and leaving in the middle of a season like Bobby Petrino did for the Falcons back in the day. But uh, I've, you know, one thing I've also learned is never say never. So I think the Titans 
get a win here on the road in Jacksonville. Although Jacksonville will, will put up a, a fight. Patriots, Texans, uh, Texans are a mess. Probably the worst team in the NFL. Uh, I think the Patriots win this game on the road after, uh, again, kind of a, a tough loss at home in the rain to Tom Brady in the Bucks. So Patriots go on the road to Houston and get a W here. Bears, Raiders. I cannot see the Raiders playing poorly again in back-to-back weeks. Uh, it's a short week, I know. They're playing a decent defense. Uh, Khalil Mack uh, returns to play his old team right? So he'll be fired up. Justin Fields looks like he's going to be the quarterback and moving forward. Uh, but I, again, I think Derek Carr and the Raider offense responds after an embarrassing loss on Monday to the Chargers. I think the Raiders win this one at home from the friendly confines of the, the Las Vegas Allegiant Stadium to, uh, to beat the Bears. Uh, Browns Chargers, great game. Probably the best game on paper uh, of the weekend, although Bill's Chiefs is pretty, pretty good too. Uh, Browns at Chargers here in LA. We saw SoFi Stadium last night, and what that meant to uh, to Charger fans, the uh, the dozens of Charger fans that were in attendance. Uh, I like Justin Herbert. I think he's better than Baker Mayfield. Uh, Browns have kind of been winning ugly. Chargers with the their wins have been impressive. Uh, I think the Chargers continue to be one of the best teams in the AFC with a big home win here over the uh, the AFC North leading. Uh, Cleveland Browns and, and probably a team that is uh, is uh, will will probably compete uh, for a an AFC championship here uh, down the road. This could be a, a a rematch in the playoffs at some point down the road. But I got the Chargers winning a close game. Chargers by three over the Browns at SoFi Stadium on Sunday. Giants Cowboys. I wanted to take the Giants. I just can't do it. I thought the Giants would have a better season than they've been having. They played much better last week. Got their first win against the Saints. Daniel Jones came alive a little bit, but I, I can't go. I can't go with the Giants uh, on the road at the Cowboys, especially the way Dallas played last week against Carolina. I think they continue to roll and rack up some wins. Uh, it'll be close, but uh, the Giants will lose to them boys uh, in Arlington on Sunday. 49ers, Cardinals. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo looks to be on the shelf. He might play, he might not against the Cardinals on Sunday. Uh, Cardinals coming off a huge win over the Rams. On Sunday, uh, Cardinals return home. Uh, 49ers already with two losses. If they go to three losses, they could be in real trouble. Uh, I don't know what we're going to get from Trey Lance. And again, nothing seems to be slowing down that Cardinals offense. And in, in the past year, few years, the Cardinals match up against well with the 49ers. They've usually beaten them at least one time. And uh, I got the Cardinals continuing to roll. The Cardinals will beat the 49ers. Uh, 28-20 is my prediction. Uh uh, maybe the 49ers, uh, I don't know, try to run the ball, control the clock or whatever, but I, I got the Cardinals uh, continuing their, 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 uh, their high-flying act here and, and dominating, not dominating, but uh, and, and continuing their winning ways against the 49ers to approve to 5-0. All right, second best game of the week, Bills at Chiefs. Uh, Josh Allen against Patrick Mahomes, a uh, rematch of last year's AFC championship game. Uh, the Bills have looked really, really good. Chiefs have been inconsistent, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Josh Allen is electric, but then again, so is Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I'm pretty much taking KC here just because they're at home and they really can't afford a third loss. And I think uh, the Bills, after a huge win last, dominating uh, whoever they played, Houston, it was uh, 40 points. I think they're they're in for a little bit of a letdown. They're going to get slowed down a little bit by the Chiefs. So I got the Chiefs winning uh, a close one on Sunday night, 27 
32-24 over the Buffalo Bills. And finally, the Indianapolis Colts against the Baltimore Ravens, the uh the, the old, let's see, the, uh, the, the Colts returned to the city of Baltimore after escaping in the middle of the night years and years ago. Uh, Lamar Jackson leads the Ravens against uh, Carson Wentz and the Colts. I know the Colts got their win last week against Miami, but I don't see how they're going to slow down Lamar Jackson, especially at home on Monday night football. Uh, a city of Baltimore will be behind their Ravens. They cannot uh, afford a loss to the team that abandoned them years ago. Uh, in the middle of the night. So I got the Ravens uh, winning on Monday night and that will wrap up my uh, predictions for this week. Next week, again, we went a little longer today just because I had some other things to say. My voice is getting a little scratchy as, as, as we go here, but uh, I want to make the Wednesday shows at least just kind of a quick hitter, try to be around 30, 40 minutes if possible, and then uh, move on and, uh, and set up our Friday show. And then of course our Monday real Hondo recap show. Okay, that's it for me today, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Real Hondo Prep, huge game on Friday night against Campbell Hall, homecoming. Uh, Get out to the game if you are free. If not, tune in on Facebook Live, Real Hondo Prep page. Not Real Hondo Prep football, but Real Hondo Prep. And uh, yeah, Katrina Gazarian will be our guest on Friday. You don't want to miss that. I think you'll learn something. Get inspired, motivated uh, in, in some walk of life, whatever it is for you guys. But guys, just a quick stop along the way here, along this uh, crazy week of ours. Thanks for tuning in. Looking forward to uh, you joining us on Friday and can't wait for the game Friday with Real Hondo Prep. And as always, send in those those topics, those questions, those uh, voicemails, emails uh, about uh, Real Hondo Prep football over the weekend so I can sit down with Coach Mark Carson on Sunday and record another great show for you guys. So that's it. That's it for me. Enjoy the games. Go Rams. Go enjoy the baseball playoffs. Uh, enjoy football. and every we create so many options right now. Hopefully you, you enjoy them all, but we hope you will always include uh, get the Get Home Safe podcast as part of your, your viewing, uh, your viewing uh, list there. So guys, have a great rest of your week. We're almost there, halfway through it. And uh, we'll see you on Friday with the interview with Katrina as well as the Real Hondo Prep football game. But guys, as always, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe. Thank you.